Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. So what is happening in the world? Yikes. I know. I can't. I can't. I'm so sad. I'm like, wait, so wait, what? Honestly, when I was flying back from Atlanta, we went to, because we we had to do a layover in Boston and come to Newark. I was like, are we going to, is it like, you know, like, am I going to be able to go home? Because I wasn't sure how widespread the protests were. Hmm. How was it when you landed? Um, actually, like Boston was dead. I mean, Newark is how it always is. But there were like I, there were protests I heard in Newark, but that was like um, like a day or so before I I was coming back home. Oh, okay. Yeah, but JFK looked crazy, and then like, Dallas. You know, I got off the. I just came home. I just came from the train station, and I would have stopped. But there's this huge protest happening in Jersey City right now on Grove Street. Wow. Oh um, yeah. Do you want to get right into it? Because I feel like this is good convo. Yeah, no, I, 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 we're recording. This is going to go on the show. Oh, <laughs> this hey, is how no. I want to start. Brown ambition, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Tiffany. That's Mandy. Brown so. ambition <laughs> for some people. That's the theme today. I know. <laughs> it's just Brina and I. Because you know, I, I went to Atlanta to do my uh, live richer brunch, mm-hmm. and it was like our annual like end of the challenge party, and we were just. At first, I was just super focused on, you know, making sure the brunch was cool, whatever. And then the next day, I'm turning on the news and, like, on Facebook. And I'm like, wait, what? It felt like the world cracked in half. Yeah. You know, it felt like – it really did feel like when you find out that – I don't know. I mean, I don't want to belittle it, but it feels like as as an American, I didn't realize how much I relied on – our values and our openness and I took for mm-hmm. granted that we have leaders who believe in um, religious freedom and who believe in not discriminating someone based on creed or origin or yeah, or yeah. race and despite even the results of the election I still I still right to believe although I don't know why I don't know why you know it came as such a shock but it I mean he he threatened this, you know, during the campaign. Yeah. It was always on the table. And what pisses me off um, is how many people I know who, during the course of the campaign, yep. were like, "I know you're gonna say, you know, oh, he, he's, he's not, not really. really he won't yeah, really. Like, There's just exactly. no way. Like he's not gonna do that. He's just. I just. We're just needing something different in this country. He's not really yeah. gonna do all those things. And now we're seeing that, like, like to his credit, I can't even be mad at Donald Trump because. 
the truth of the matter is he said, I'm going to do these things and he's doing exactly what he said. So how can I be angry with someone who said, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And then it's we the said, people, okay. Yep. It's the people who did the minority believe. of voters, the minority, exactly. we should we should reiterate. Yeah. Most people did not vote for him in the popular vote. He did not win it. I mean, it's the only thing he told the truth about, right? Like, it's one of yeah. the few things he actually said that was like he was telling the truth. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Um, and, and what pisses me off is not like because, of course, there are those people who you know these uh, like white supremacists or extreme just people like who are like, yes, thank, thank you for doing what you said. I'm not even mad at them because they're standing by what is it, what it is that they've wanted all this time. It's those people who we just need a change in this country and who didn't take him as at his word. There were actually a woman on Twitter who wrote her husband uh, was from one of the seven countries that have, um, you know, that they have restricted as far as coming back into the United States. Um, and her husband was working, I guess her husband is originally from that country, but married, has his green card, but was working there. She's a Trump supporter and wrote, oh my gosh, like, babe, I can't believe you can't get back. She was like, I kind of wish I didn't vote for him now. And I'm like, you think? You know what? Um, I have an even more personal situation going on right now. My mother and I have been in an argument since Saturday Mm-hmm. Um, like a really bad argument and we're supposed to I'm supposed to be taking her to Vegas on Wednesday to see Celine Dion and right now it's like she called me today and she's like can we even be in the same room and honestly I'm not sure because it wasn't until this weekend that she finally came out that she had supported Trump um, really until today like today finally it was the first sort of acknowledgement of it which I guess all this time and like you said it's not Um, I'm not so much opposed to someone having an opinion and voting for someone different. It's what she said to me. And and to be fair to her, I haven't had a chance to talk to her today to get her full take on the ban. But what she said to me is you're overreacting. What she said to me is how can you think that I – how can you think that I um, think that everyone who's Muslim is a terrorist? I don't. And I'm like, okay, so you think that. But why would you vote for someone who is going to impose these sorts of – just just uh, xenophobic policies and and she she said one of before actually I was trying to talk to her as I was coming through the protests and it was just wasn't a good time so I had to hang up and then I had to come and talk to you immediately after and um, how we left it the last thing she said was um, well don't you think something needs to be done to protect our to protect ourselves from terrorism and and I'm like there a lot is being done there hasn't yeah. been a terrorist attack by a refugee from one of these countries ever. Ever, ever. ever. That's what drives me freaking nuts. That's the part I'm like, do you even understand that it's basically like saying, you know what? The the big guys in the classroom, we're going to suspend them, even though none of them have ever been in a fight, ever. If you want to know who you can freaking suspend, all the white men who have done mass shootings in America in the last decade. I mean, just get rid of all the white men. They're clearly the biggest risk to us. I'm more afraid going into a movie theater that I'm going to get shot up by some random psycho. Um, then, then God forbid, like a terrorist attack. And I live, we live in New York city in New Jersey. Like, come on. Like I, I, I don't fear a terrorist attack here. I fear, I fear gun violence from people, from people who have mental illness issues because we've sure as hell proven we don't know how to handle that and prevent those types of, you know, tragedies. I think we're actually doing a pretty good job of preventing terrorist attacks. There haven't been that many, um, but there sure as hell have been a lot of unnecessary, mass shootings in america yeah domestic terrorism 
domestic and it's so terrorism. crazy because like you said it's like you're the, these seven countries have posed no threat and this is i just don't even understand like what the logic is well i like, won't say they haven't posed a threat i mean obviously there is there are pockets and even larger than pockets um of radical islam in these countries and that's like that's you know that's a fact it's it's true but like to say that we're going to put a blink and 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 you know and one of her arguments also and it's really it's really important for me to hear from her what she thinks because yeah. i i need to i need to understand mm-hmm. um and you know she's saying it's a temporary ban okay it's a temporary ban um on uh muslim refugees from from these countries it's temp- it's a temporary ban um from these sort of seven countries and they give priority to christians it's an indefinite ban on syrian refugees syrian refugees who as far as I know, the majority have have been children and women, women and children. It's like who do you and it and the fact that it this executive order came down on Holocaust Remembrance Day. Yeah. And honestly the the, the, the part that is so scary is the fact that even those with a green card, meaning that you have legally you have legal access, you have already been vetted. I, I don't even like. So, what does that mean? You know, it, like it well, just they've doesn't... walked that back, and they now say it doesn't apply. Although I was listening to Meet the Press on Sunday, and Rance Priebus, who is the um, chief of staff to Donald Trump, was on Meet the Press saying um, really conflicting things. First, he was like, "Well, you know, going forward, this executive order will not apply to green card holders. Although, you know, it's not without." It's not with it's not outside the realm of possibility that border patrol agents and customs agents are going to stop and question green card holders if they travel to these countries. And I'm like, so what are you saying? <laughs> like, yeah, because on that's, paper that's, they're not in they're they're not included, but on the low low, people have discretion and they can discriminate, you know, as much as they want based on the stamps in your passport. Yeah, that is just. And then, like, you know, they're saying, like, dual citizen uh, ship holders won't. Like, so let's just say you have, I mean, not every country grants dual citizenship. But, like, for me, I have dual citizenship. I have uh, my Nigerian citizenship as well as my U.S. citizenship. And I've heard that Nigeria is on the short list to be added to that list. So what happens? Because typically, if I go to Nigeria, I travel with my, so I don't have to get a visa. I travel with my Nigerian passport. You know, that's how I get into Nigeria. So, So if I were to go this December... And Nigeria's added to the list, then what? Like, you know what I mean? It's just so crazy to me. Like, and you know what really scared me? There's this article that I saw. Oh, I wish I remember the name of it. I think it was on Medium. It was this professor of um of government. And he wrote that what we really need to be afraid of is that this was like the testing to see can we basically break the law and what happens? So now let's see how we proceed forward. Well, I gotta say and that's to what- the four judges who have um, come down in, in different ways in New York. Brooklyn is one, Boston's another, I think Virginia, and I forget the third, who have come out and issued stays on this executive order, made it so detainees, people being detained at, at airports, you know, couldn't, could no longer be detained. Like, thank you to them for standing up. Yeah. Um, and I will say a couple of them were female judges um, yep. appointed and, by Barack Obama. And, uh-huh. Yes. Oh, my God. So it's, and, and the protesters are, giving me life it's nice it's it's good to see for the second weekend he's been in office we are not we're not having it we're not backing down our voices are being heard and he is like a little baby who has been told he can't have the toy he wants bitching on twitter and you know that's so crazy just have you seen at first I, i read somewhere that he said oh the delays at airports were caused by delta glitch i'm like do you have you have to be some sort of like some sort of like 
yes, alternative. Uh, I just, when I, I think of, I, I wonder how someone like that, like the alternative fact woman, I won't even name her. I wonder if someone like that, like, how do you sleep at night? I call her Bellatrix. You know, <laughs> exactly. Yes. How do you sleep at night? Those people who fought so hard for him, I wondered like when, when you, they believe themselves until, until their loved one gets cancer and can't live, can literally not afford to be alive mm. until someone has a, you know, aneurysm and, oh, well, you're out of luck because, you know, there's just no, there's no healthcare that's going to cover that. You should have had money saved. Oh, you're talking so, about yeah, healthcare. You know what I mean? So what does it take for you to realize that like, I just, I don't know. But I mean, it, it's, it does warm our heart to see that the vast majority of people, at least on the outside, are like, no, this is not okay. And I don't even care. I mean, again, I'll go back to my mother. It, it hurts me because I, I don't think she's a bad person. I am struggling to see where she's coming from. Like I think so many other people, and I know a lot of young people especially, have, have struggled with their family yeah. um, to like understand and and. And she, in her mind, thinks that this is just a necessary step where in my mind, I'm thinking, I understand the logic of, hey, terrorism is a threat. Maybe we should protect ourselves. Yes. Yeah. But the, the, not just the actual ban, but the way you went about it secretively yeah. in the, you know, the freaking um, um, Secretary of State nominee I heard didn't even like hear about yes. it. I mean, the, yes. the, our Homeland Security guy was like on yes. the phone with him talking about it. And then they were like, oh, wait, he's doing it. It's done. Yeah. You know? Isn't that, that's the part that's so scary. It's just that like I read that just top level Republicans were even like blindsided. This is a person who does not. Like you saw it during the election, people said over and over again, you know, he'd have a speechwriter and he'd be like, no, I'm going to say what I want to say. They tell him like, you know, you can't tweet that. He'd say, no, I'm going to tweet what I want to tweet. Even now I've heard that he still has his personal security detail and, you know, is basically like, you know, not wanting the, the, the presidential detail and then not, not wanting to meet with the, with the CIA. Like what, what could you possibly who is going to give you information to make decisions? Like where I just it. the level of egotism is too strong. Yeah, like I know you don't have to tell me. I know. I I read I, I read the tweets. I, I know what's happening. It's like a bull. It's like a bull in a china shop. He's he's but he's he's literally giving the people the very sort of threat he's trying to avoid. He's giving them all the ammunition, ammunition they need that. to recruit and 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 yes. and brew hate against America. And God, I mean my, it. Honestly, one of my really good friends is Pakistani. I mean, I like half of my friends are refugees. Yeah. We're here, you know, my my best friend Vietnamese, her parents were refugees from the Vietnam War. You know, my other friend is Chinese, her parents were who came here as immigrants. I mean, just all the people around me. I mean, I had brunch yesterday with Enrique's family, Dominican immigrants coming to this mm-hmm. country in the 70s to make a life for themselves, start a business, you know. It it's tragic and the message that we're sending people about those people that we're giving them permission to think oh refugee yep. immigrants and refugees there's something to worry about there there's there most of them are dangerous and we should shut them out it's like history repeating itself you know mm-hmm. people don't remember but we turned away holocaust refugees back in the 40s like america did wow. and and that's one when i think about that kind of thing i think well shit I mean, on the one hand, we shouldn't be surprised we're capable of this. Yeah. Um, but like, what can be done to prevent the same sort of atrocities that have happened in the past? I mean, humans- and you put you put Americans at risk when you travel. 
Like, so what happened? That's the thing. It's like people leave the country. So what happens if you go, not even if you're, it's not like a one of these seven countries, but what happens if you just go to, you know, like I I was just two years ago, I was in Istanbul, you know, what happens, you know, if I want to travel, you know, well, you know, it's just, We've already I got just, enough bad press as a country. People were, I mean, Europe, Europe, I've read, I read on one of these like lists of countries, threats to democracy or threats to, um, to, to foreigners, like America is now on the bad list, like for the first yeah. time ever. I'm gonna, I, can't, I, I don't know the exact name of the surprised. list, but um, with this, with this leader in, in, in power, like I'm truly afraid and I don't think, and I think we're right to be afraid. Um, mm-hmm. And Gee, damn it! I refuse to be told that I'm overreacting. I think, yeah. I think now is the time to have a voice. You know, my mom asked me if I could stop posting on Facebook, and I was like, "A uh, no." no. <laughs> She's like, "Can't you just get a blog and share your opinions there?" Nope. I'm like, Facebook.com is basically MandyWoodruff.com. If you don't like yep. it, you know, unfollow me. But I, I hope to. This is, but this is a thing. Like, I feel like this is a real important conversation that we didn't have before the campaign that we avoided. Yeah. And now I'm finding we, out what she believes and I've never known before. I never knew what my mother's stance on abortion was. Um, I never knew what her stance was on immigration or anything really because we just avoided it. And now I'm like, let me figure out what she really thinks. It's important I, I to am, me. I'm not going to lie. Like I, there, I went through a moment because I grew up in uh, Westfield, New Jersey, which is like largely uh, white, Jewish, but surprisingly, well, I don't know if surprisingly, but pretty liberal, honestly, I have to say. So because I, most of my friends that I grew up with who are white, who, you know, like I stayed friends with them. Most of them are, most of us are all still friends with, friends with each other on Facebook. So I would read their statuses and I would say the vast majority, like they, the women's march, they had a women's march right in Westfield. I was really proud. And I was like, wow. So I would say that it's, it's not a pro Trump town, but there are definitely, which of course I shouldn't be surprised. The white guys that I knew growing up, like I, so so a few of them I unfollowed, and I kind of wish I hadn't because the few that I have, that I'm still Facebook friends with, I will periodically go to their page and just to get an insight to like mm-hmm. what that because you can turn your head away and say I don't want to hear it, but honestly I want to know why because I I cannot bring myself to to understand how you think that people are fundamentally bad because of the way they look or because of who they worship or what, you know, I just can't wrap my mind around it. So I'm just trying to understand where, where do you, you know, what? You've got to talk to them though, because you know why? Um, they're not looking for the information. Like we're, I mean, I read the New York times all day today. I'm not reading Fox news and maybe that's, a, maybe that's a negative thing. But if someone's out there reading their own sort of news and I'm reading my own sort of, yeah. sort of news, the only way they're going to get, like hear what another person's view is if we, is if we talk to them because they're not going to go out there and willfully, you know, yeah. look for that other information. Um, Did you see that? Um, I was like one of my friends that lives in a, a Great Britain, and I guess Parliament convened today, and they were talking about like basically banning banning. I'm not calling calling him president because I don't like banning Donald from from coming to Great Britain. Isn't that crazy? Never in history, a U.S. president to be discussed not being allowed to enter a country. I wouldn't want him there either. Go ahead then. That, and they ha- and right? it's coming from them, coming that? from the country that voted for Brexit. Like they got their own exactly. issues. And they, even they are like, mm. <laughs> Yo, yeah. Right? They were like, I was like, I mean, that's what Mexico I'm saying. Mexico is like, like mm. I mean, come on. Like, and it's, it's just, it's this is next level. Like the rest of the world, I mean, this is, 
this is mind fucking like everybody, yeah. you know, like not just America. This what what America does. I mean, our influence across the world, not to sound like a cocky American, but it's exponential. Like everything we do, people watch, people listen. We set the tone in a lot of ways. And if you aren't welcome here, then where the hell are you welcome? Canada, obviously, you know, they came out and said that they'll take them. Yes. And, you know, it was so it's kind of disheartening because like reading some of the posts from my non-American friends, you know, like the the sentiment is like you got what you deserve. Like this is the this is the American sentiment Mm. like this. You know what I mean? They're. I don't know how much they see the dissension. I mean, I'm sure they've seen like the protests, but honestly, many of them are like, this is how Americans think. And so now you get the president that you deserve. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be lumped in with people who, you know, who are not inclusive. I don't want to be lumped in with people who, you know, just, uh, I don't know. It's just, I just. You mean that they'll look at Americans and put a stamp on us as unfriendly to refugees? I don't blame them. The same way yeah. we're putting a stamp on refugees as, you know, possible terrorists. It's um, just, and I just, just because and and to everyone who listens to our show, I know we have Muslim followers. Like, yeah. you know, this is always going to be a, be a safe space, and I want to hear from you. Email us if, yeah. if this is affecting you in some way. I I was started I started crying on the the damn train on the way home because I listened to the Brian Lehrer show on NPR and there's a woman who's Iranian and her sister for two years has been working to get a visa to come study um, mm. at an American university for two years so talk about not having a solid vetting process she hasn't been able to get here for two years was finally ready to get here and then this ban is completely she quit her job and now this oh ban is God. saying she can't come here we don't want you. Um, and you think know, about when people what she say has to offer us like, oh, it's only 90 days. So I and I'm like, I so you live here in New Jersey with your family. You go to, to Iran or Syria, or whatever, because, you know, you have you have somebody died or whatever. You have to go to a funeral. You have your green card. So that means you've already gone through the vetting process. But this ban happens. Now you cannot get to work or back to the country where you live with your family for 90 days. That's not some small thing. I just hate that people are like, it's only 90 days. It's not yeah. so you be away from your house, your car, your mortgage, the way you make money, your family, your kids, your your newborn, your 12-year-olds, or whatever. You be away from them for 90 days. You try telling your boss, oh, I won't be there for three whole months. Can you hold my job for me, please? And let's like, not forget about Syria, indefinite ban on them traveling. And they're in a civil war. Like Their, their government is killing them. They we're, just hang out until we figure this out. Just hang out, you know. Ugh. I mean, ninety days is one day is too much. Some people are going to go back and get killed. Yeah. Like, and, or where do you go if you have no money coming in? Where, where am I supposed? Am I supposed to stay at a hotel for three months? Like what? What? Like what's the plan? And just to spring this on people, it wasn't like, hey, get back, you know, because we're, this is going to happen. It's just so. I'm like, I don't know. So what do we, you just? What do we? What do we do? Here's what I don't know. I, what I did, um, well, other I talked to some friends yesterday, but um, I did set up a recurring donation to the ACLU. Yes, um, that's something definitely to do. Which they're doing like tremendous work re- representing the people who have been detained. They're saying unconstitutionally. Yes. Um, I think it's important if you live in a state, a red state, Georgia, Texas, anywhere, contact your local representatives because they're representing you in Congress. Um, and they, they have a lot more power than they've shown that they're willing to wield. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, do whatever you can and, 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 and tell someone who's an immigrant that you love them and you like they're welcome here. I mean, that's the overwhelming message that I feel like we should be telling everybody. I mean, Jersey city, I'm so proud to live here and I've always been proud to live in Queens, Manhattan, uh, Inwood, where there's such a, a such a unique 
community of filled with immigrants, filled with refugees and immigrants. And, and, you know, I think it's important for us to just be nice to one another and to show Trump that he's fucking wrong. Yeah. And like when it comes time to vote, make it very, very clear that like, we're not going to have it. That the fact is that he might be the president, but the vast majority of people have spoken he did not win the, the popular vote. And if that your local and and uh, state representative are going to to represent his ideas, then they will not be reelected. Make that clear to them. Amen, because ultimately, you, you know, ultimately, you know, th- that's what they want to be reelected. And they they're hearing our voices, believe me. But you have to we have to vote with your with your funds. So I mean, on a lighter note, did you see Uber? I'm just like, oh. All of the jokes with Uber. Uber, I, said, oh. you know what? I tried to look into it because I read all the the ban Ubers and all their celebrities banning Uber. I tried to look into it, and what they did by they were, you know, saying, "Hey, if you want to get to the protests, you know, Ubers are available." I might be on the side of maybe people are overreacting, but um. no, the Uber ban was because um, the Uber president—I forget his name. Um, the Uber president um, is like supposedly on some sort of economic team committee or whatever with um with uh the president, and then also too um, the Uber ban came because I guess when uh, the taxi drivers stood in solidarity and would not bring anyone to JFK Airport in New York, and Uber was like, "Oh, we will though," and so people were just like, uh, "Now's not the time. We need you to just oh, they took it as opportunistic." Yes, that's what they felt. Even though they weren't like you know they didn't charge the searches, but what was really funny about the Uber? Yeah, they didn't do surge pricing. That's what I thought it was. Oh, they're doing surge pricing around the, pro- no, the protest. No, it was just like and so the Uber. What I guess what's making it kind of like gigalicious is that like the Uber Uber president was like, I'm not going down by myself. He was like, he wrote some like it's on his website. He said. um that yes, in, in, in December 2016, I agreed to be on like this committee to help to advise the president because I feel like, although I don't agree with all his policies, I feel like, you know, we have to basically have a seat at the table. Me alongside of name, company, name, company, name. <laughs> <laughs> yo, everybody was like, so now there are all these memes like, yo, Uber's snitching. Like, I'm not going down by myself. <laughs> They're like Tesla and such and such from Tesla. Um, like he named executive names and their company. I'm like, yeah, I have to do all that, brother. <laughs> well, so that's what like the the um the lightheartedness of like the whole Uber bed. I'm like, wow. He was like, if I'm going down, and then of course Lyft. What Lyft made a swift move was like, um, just so we're clear, we're not here for it. Um, if you want to upload Lyft, you can. We, you know, we don't have anything to do with this current uh, president's uh, policies, and you know, we're actually going to donate a million dollars to ACLU. What Lyft is going hard? Well, they did announce they're donating three million dollars. Uh, ah, okay. uh, Uber pledges to oh. donate three million dollars. Oh, but. Uber is pledging to donate $3 million to drivers affected by the immigration ban. Um, they're trying. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know you if know, deleting think- Uber is what we should do to, you know, <laughs> if that's like a powerful move in all this. Yeah, I don't. I um, guess, you know, it seemed like a powerful move until you kind of saw the list. I was like, ooh, snitchy, snitchy. But it made you realize that, like, okay, we have to figure out how to where to really concentrate our energy. Yeah. And I don't know that, like, you know, like, it seemed like a good idea at the time that Uber ban. And I'm not saying it's not a good idea. 
Um, but I'm saying that like, okay, now that you see a list, Tesla's on there, you're never going to get that car. I think Disney was on there. You're never going to watch a Disney movie. I think Starbucks <laughs> was on there. You're never going to eat drink yeah, Starbucks, you know? Were, people were calling on Starbucks to ban Starbucks. You know what? I... I still feel like, and I, mean, I keep going back to this when we talk about these issues, you know, terrorism is an issue. And like I said earlier, I'm more afraid of mass shootings by mentally ill people. I mean, we let 26 children die and did nothing afterward. So mm-hmm. for me, that's that's still the thing. Sandy Hook is forever. Like that is probably the most impactful um, tragedy that, you know, that happened on a national scale to me, and I'll never forget it. And I feel like until we do something to fix that, you know, everything else can just sort of, um, everything else is, is small and, and pointless. And, um, that's where I'm going to, that's what I do. I support organizations that fight for gun control and I support, um, now I'm a new supporter of the ACLU, Planned Parenthood, I've always supported and Mm -hmm. media. I don't, I just want to, you know, I'm biased. I'm a journalist, but like, we need journalism more than ever. Ever. Courageous journalists who are not yep. who are not bowing down to calls from our own uh White House um to to shut up and to sit down and to be quiet. No, no. This is the last this is a moment in history where we never needed journalism more. We need people out there checking these facts and pointing out the lies and digging and asking those Did questions. Did you see that, that um when this the, the um Oh, who is it? The press secretary. I guess he was being um, questioned. And he, yeah, the Bodega and boys like, call him Adobo. It's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> when they asked him, they were like, "Well, you know," he said, uh, "You know, the president sat down with uh, Martin Luther King Jr., so he's a civil rights <sighs> leader." They were like, "Actually, sir, <laughs> according to the way history works, you freaking idiot." He's not a civil rights leader. His father was a civil rights leader. He's Martin Luther King the third or whatever. Like, but like, yeah, what's that? Junior even... is uh, deceased. Yeah, assassinated, and probably rolling over his daggone grave right now because of what's happening. I'm like, do you not like that? To me, is just so crazy. And he's a civil rights leader. Are you what, sir? No, no, that's not what's happening. He was a civil rights leader. Leader. He's no longer here. But I ask you not to to decimate his name by wrapping your lips around it. I couldn't she was like yeah um I think you mean his father he said oh yeah well the son the son has done some things yeah he tweeted out his twitter password the level of incompetence for this for the staff (laughs) surrounding an already buffoon like it's like the blind leading the blind and girl I'm scared but I want to end buzzworthy on a semi I tried to but I feel like we should extend another big hug to our listeners who are of whatever faith you are we love you Um, you're welcome I mean obviously you're probably here already but um, and go out there and fight the good fight and if you want I'll put a list of some organizations that you know I support if you have some to add to that you support um, and just you know get out there make a sign. Talk to a, talk to someone. Call yeah. your mother. And, have and an, have the hard honestly. conversation. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to battle it every day. Like it's okay to turn it off. It's okay to watch a funny movie and laugh and like go out to eat. Like you don't have to. I don't want people to like stay steeped in the negativity all day long. It's not good for you. But still, be informed. Yes, balance. for sure. Balance. Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. 
They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Merca. <laughs> How do we go on? um, So I'm broken right now, I have to say, like physically. (laughs) I'm going to take I'm going to take a brown break from my body right now um, because I hurt my back really bad on Friday. And I I am posted up against a slab of ice right now trying to ice my back. It's so bad. Like um, from CrossFit. No, I don't do CrossFit. What's funny is I did CrossFit this summer and everyone was like, oh, no, you're going to hurt yourself. Oh, no, I've heard the worst things. Um, completely fine. I went to a vintage step a step class, aerobics class on Thursday. <laughs> How nice. <laughs> I know. Well, I wanted – I was just so sick of the treadmill and so I – I wanted, and I didn't want to spend like $30 on a workout class like they'd be trying to charge in New York City. And so I found a local gym in my area. They do like um, group exercise classes. And I, I was looking for Zumba, but they only had step. And I was like, okay, I did that in college. Like, that's fine. Um, it was stepped and sculpt. And it was very light on the stepping and very heavy on the sculpting. And I think that just the tempo of the music and the way that instructor was moving, I'd tweak something going, trying to go too fast mm. and keep up. And my it's just getting worse every day. And I am like, it's so I had to, I, it's hard. It hurts to sit. It hurts to lay down. I don't know what to do. I've been icing. I think I might need to go see it. A, a, a chiropractor? A, a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Chiro- I'm just afraid. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I Googled it and either I pulled a muscle or I have bone cancer. You are such a millennial. And I, I really it don't want <laughs> bone cancer. I really you don't, don't want it. Cancer. But I could though. <laughs> You don't have. Both I saw cancers. that movie with um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Sean and shoot, who's the other guy? We're fifty-fifty, where he has like about a young guy who has back pain and then he has back sarcoma or something like that. I don't want mm-hmm. that. <laughs> you just pulled something, and you probably need um, some icing and some stretching, and you know. So yeah, I've been I've been doing that. I've been do I'm I'm on the giant ice pack right now, but it's messing off my whole workout schedule. And you know when you really get in a good groove when you're working out. And I've been going like multiple, I've been going almost every morning and, and like working out and I feel so much better mm. and it sucks. Cause I'm like, Oh man, now I'm going to get out of shape. I probably have to rest for the next week. Um, well, I'll get out of my schedule. I have to start over. I finally got up to where I can run a 5k and I have to, I have a wedding to get in shape for universe. Well, you know, really abs start in, start in the kitchen. So just. <sighs> I know. <laughs> well, I, I want to eat healthy, but my HelloFresh order is downstairs. I couldn't lift it, so I'm not going to. Really? It. It's too heavy. I have to wait for fiance boo to come home and bring up the box. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's bad. So if you see me gimping around the city, give me a pat. Not too hard. <laughs> well, I'm going to take a brown boost to teamwork makes the dream work. Um, to like just, yeah, just team i mean this weekend was hard i mean uh flying out to atlanta so tell people and- about this because 
up until like last week, you weren't sure you were you were going to have this party, right? So. Yeah. So it's usually it's typically simple. So every January we had the Live Richer Challenge. You know, y'all know that Magnify Money was our sponsor this year. They were great. Yeah. And so after the challenge is over, we celebrate. I usually have just a simple like party, and so I usually have it in Jersey. Super easy. I call my friend Tammy. Tammy has a great um, like lounge kind of restaurant in in Newark right across from the huge Prudential uh, Stadium called Taste Venue. It's super cute inside and it's free. Uh, well, she lets me use it for free, but y'all come, we eat, you know, you buy your own drinks and food, but we have a good time. So literally people just come, we dance and that's it. And I might do like a little mini speech and then they go home. Um, so I was like, oh, you know what? This year, let me get fancy and have it in a different state because I always have it in Jersey and let me not be lazy. So I said, oh, I'll have it. Let me look at my numbers. Let's see where we have the largest number of dream catchers, our tribe. Mm -hmm. And so the number said Georgia. And I said, okay, Georgia, we'll come hey. to you. You know, so like a month in advance. I found out, wait, sorry, side note. I found okay. out one of my college friends is one of your live richer dream catchers. I thought that was really, really? cool. <laughs> so if she's listening, hey, Mercedes, I see you. Hola, Mercedes. Um, and so, yeah, so I was like, okay, Georgia, you know, Atlanta, cause you know, when you think of Georgia, you think of Atlanta for the most part. Right. And so, you know, I'm thinking everything's great. Um, we initially had uh, a hotel that was, we were going to do it, but then it was too pricey. We called around a lot of places in Atlanta and it was just like kind of expensive cause I wanted to do two parties. I wanted to just meet up at a lounge and then I wanted to do like a private small brunch with just a small group of, of uh, dream catchers. So we scrapped the lounge idea because oddly enough, no lounges like wanted us, they wanted us to come, of course, but they wanted me to pay. I'm like, yeah, but like if I, if we just show up and people just eat your food and buy your drinks, isn't that good? No, we want you to put down like $3,000. Oh so whatever. So we were, we were finding, I mean, every time I thought I found a place that fell through and we had a restaurant that fell through literally days before the, um, the event was going to be had and I didn't know what we were going to do. So finally the dream catchers in, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, they, they like basically put out the bat signal and everybody all hands on deck. So we ended up finding this awesome place. The woman who was like this, uh, the coordinator was a dream catcher herself. And she like, you know, gave us the place and, um, and like market rate, you know, like really low, like the, the rate was really low. And so it ended up being so beautiful. I can't say the place because I have sponsorships with the opposite places if you know what I mean so I'm like I would love to like shout them out but I'm like y'all not gonna mess up my money um <laughs> so it was so beautiful where we had it it was just so nice the food was great about 150 dream catchers came out um I posted the pictures on social I saw media the cake looked amazing who made yes they made they did like the dream catchers out there they Say surprised what? me Yes, they bought the cake. Well, they didn't make it. They bought the cake. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I thought they it were was like... just, honestly, it was uh, like we spent the whole night before up until like one o'clock in the morning. Dreamcatchers came to my hotel room um, and helped me pack the boxes because I gave gift boxes to all Dreamcatchers with my book and some of my favorite things in these cute little gift boxes. They picked them up from the hotel and like just set up the location so I could like get my makeup done, all that kind of stuff. I came into like the location totally set up by Dreamcatchers. And amazing. it was just, it was honestly, it was, it, I was stressed up out until like I came to the room and everything was beautiful and people were waiting, like they got there early. I mean, people had driven hours. People came from other States, South Carolina to, to, to Atlanta to, to come to this event. And so it was just, it was awesome. They got to mingle with each other and 
we had a really good time. I have to say it exceeded my expectations because I was like, honestly, the day before, I was like, I'm never doing this again. This is too much stress. I'm never doing it again. And then after Aww. the event was over, I said, oh, I'm going to do this again. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I have one question, though. Do they do weddings? Can you all meet me in Savannah and just make I know, my wedding right? happen? I know. Honestly, Mandy, first of all, they, they made me this beautiful plaque. Like, I've gotten awards before. And, you know, sometimes people, like, they skimp on, like, the, the materials for awards. No, this plaque is, like, five pounds heavy, and it's so beautiful. It says, like, an appreciation for you, Tiffany the Bajanista, for all that you've done. And it just was... Excellent. I mean, and just to see my team, I mean, like everybody knows that Drina's my publicist and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've known Drina my whole life, like since I was like nine or whatever. But to see her in action and because typically, you know, a publicist, a lot of the stuff that she does, I don't see Mm -hmm. because she'll just pitch me behind the scenes and I won't know until she says, hey, what are you doing next Tuesday? The real wants you to come, you know? And I'm like, okay, so I don't really get to see her in action, but to see her in action at an event, like managing the lines, managing registration, managing, like just managing all of the components, I was like, whoa, she's good. (laughs) I really was really looking at her like, what? it went so smoothly. I hate to go to an event where you're like, clearly they're disorganized. Not this at all, even though on the inside we were crazy. It was went so smoothly. Everything was like in order. Boom, 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 boom. Even... The picture taking line, like, you know, in the end, everybody wants to take a selfie. And I'm like, sure. She said, nope. She told everybody, we're not going to take cell phone pictures. Instead, we have a professional photographer. He's going to take everyone's picture. If you want to take one with Tiffany, and then we're going to share the link with you tomorrow so you can just download your picture. How genius. And I was like, ah, that way it took, instead of taking, you know, an hour and a half to take pictures with everyone, it was like 30 minutes, you know? And so, yeah, it was just really great. Like, even, like, the book sales, she sold all, we sold out of books. And when I, by the time I got there, like, the people who bought them, she had written their name inside the book. And so all I had to do was write, oh, to Mandy, thank you so much, Live Richard Tiffany. And, I, like, their name was already in the book. And I just thought, wow, this is, she's good. So just a brown boost to teamwork. The, thank you so much to the Georgia um the um, Dreamcatcher chapter admins, you guys were amazing, especially Tamika. Like, I owe you, like, when I saw Tamika, I said, Tamika, are you pregnant? This woman had six kids and was pregnant and, like, planned this whole thing with her team. <laughs> I was going to say, don't ask someone that. No, because she was just like, I'm tired. <laughs> I need to lay down. And I'm oh like, oh, my God. Yes. And so she, they were just, I'm like, I can't even get myself together. It is just me, basically, <laughs> let alone six kids, a husband, and a baby in the belly. So, yeah, just brown boost to that because it was just a testament to, Women can do anything, <laughs> can do anything. And I can't wait and, to take it. And that's around. all because of, you know, you've reaped what you sow and you've sown all these seeds of, you know, community and supporting women, lifting women up. And it, you just, you know, you deserve all that. I feel like you deserve okay. that sort of treatment from your, your, your crew. I keep calling them your tribe, your dream catchers. <laughs> yeah, they're... Yeah, it just, like I said, it was just, it was weird because they're, I'm used to going to an event and being like, oh, this is like Magnify Money's event. So I'll come sit on the panel. Then I go back and sit down and eat my food, you know? So it was so weird to be like, no, Tiffany, they're here because you're here. For you. It, it just was so weird. Mandy, it, I can't even explain. I'm like, wait, are you guys here for me? Wait, what's happening? Tiffany, it I just, thought you wanted to be Oprah. Come on. You have to get used to this. <laughs> I don't know. It, feels, it just is such a surreal moment. You're like, wow, these people actually came for me and drove and put on cute outfits and like wanted to take pictures. And really, yeah, it just it just was awesome. And so, yeah, 
Dreamcatchers, love y'all. Brown boost to women and teamwork and community and just you guys are brown brown ambition personified. Yay. That warms my little heart. <laughs> my cold My dead cold, heart. dead, shriveled heart whose mother doesn't <laughs> love me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> No, she'll be back. And you know what? I, I mean, I would I I really want you to come back and share because I'm when you love someone, now you can speak to her from a place of like, okay, this is someone who I love and I care about. Let me really understand where she's coming from. Because honestly, I don't know anyone that I can ask, well, why would you vote for him? What because there's something happening. And honestly, I want to know what it is. We can't deny that people feel this way. And I want to know honestly what it is. So I'm hoping that she's gonna be able to give you some insight that's gonna help us understand better. Me too. Also I just want to enjoy Celine Dion. I spent a lot of money on these tickets. Can we not ruin this trip before we even get there? Oh you should get you guys should have a no a no like a ban on talking about anything political, like just to go have fun, but no, no, you know, we're not doing that. Like we could do that when we get back. Yeah. Let's just go and have our nineties girls dreams come true. Um, anyway, end of Brown break. If you guys want to tell us your Brown break vent Brown boost, whatever you have out there, email us at Brown ambition podcast at gmail.com or go to the website, Brown ambition podcast.com and leave us a comment. Ask us a question, whatever you would like. And don't forget to leave us some. Um, somebody actually, did, I, I um, tagged you in it on Facebook. Did you see? She found the directions about how to leave a review. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I, we, got, we got a tweet, too. A tweet from someone on how to leave a review. Okay. Yeah. So, so, yeah, please leave us reviews on iTunes. Because the more that we have reviews, the more folks can find us. And um, just enjoy us like you enjoy us. And, you know, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. It is questions time, one of my favorite parts of our podcast, because we get to hear from you, the listener. And if you have any questions, you know, you can always go to brownambitionpodcast.com and click, um, is there contact? Is that what it's Ask right us now? anything. It says, ask us yeah. anything. And so ask us your questions about career, about money, about life. And Mandy and I will try our best to not mess up your life. <laughs> <laughs> So today's question, we have a lot of good ones. You guys keep them coming. Um, today's question is from Angelique. And she says, recently a post went up on the Dreamcatchers Facebook group stating that once your original creditor sells your debt to a collections agency, this allows the company to write off your debt, which essentially writes off your obligation to pay. It says you can dispute stuff. Okay, wait for it. It says you can dispute stuff on your report citing that the contract was canceled. To be honest, this sounds a bit too good to be true, and I'm sure there's something we're not hearing. Would you be able to clear up any confusion around this? Excellent question. Big misconception, very common. Yes. So I saw this post in Dreamcatchers. It's getting a lot of heat. And so we have to go in. Because I like I like for people to post and then because they, people gave the correct answer in the comments, most people. So let's just say I borrow money from Mandy, right? And I owe Mandy, I owe Mandy, I never pay Mandy. Mandy then sells it to her brother. Now, Mandy selling it to her brother does not erase the fact that I still owe money. I might not owe Mandy, but I still owe. And so that was not true. So now this is what can happen. This happened to my friend. So she owed, she had a mortgage with the bank, let's just say, you know, bank bad bank. She had a mortgage with bad bank and bad bank sold her mortgage to okay bank. 
And so in that transaction, so as long as they have made the transaction from selling selling that her debt, her her mortgage to the other bank, as long as that transaction is legal, like they fill out the paperwork, then no, you owe you owe OK Bank. That's how it goes now. But she was fortunate enough in that she was a lawyer. They went to bank, they went to court. OK Bank took her to court to say, hey, give us our money or give us your house. And she said, well, prove to me that you owe my debt now. OK Mortgage did not have to paperwork on them. The judge, judge said, come back in a week. Came back, still didn't have the paperwork. OK Bank could not find the transfer paperwork because a lot of times debt is sold in bulk. Meaning like they're not selling one mortgage at a time from um, bank to debt collector. They're typically selling hundreds, maybe thousands in bulk. Mm -hmm. And so they could not find that transfer paperwork. So being a lawyer, most people would never think to ask that. And she told the judge, it is not unreasonable for me to ask for proof that you owe, that you own my debt. Because how do I know I'm paying the right people? It's a very important point because people don't know that they can, you can ask for a debt verification letter. Yes. When you get a that part is critical. Yeah, that's that's super important because a lot of companies don't keep track, and that lack of um, organization is not your problem. That's the loophole that that people might be referring to. So then, yeah. So let's just say, so she ended up having the house. Basically, she's in limbo because OK Bank cannot find the paperwork. Bad Bank has sold her has sold her debt, but to whom? There's no paperwork to say. So guess what? She has the house clear and free, and she's just been in it for years like not paying anyone. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? And so, but so that's like a, but that's not a, that's not a typical loophole. Typically like they have the paperwork to show. So, because that's like saying, yeah, it's just, you still owe. So if you should ask, you should always ask for a verification letter when the person that you originally owed is not the person contacting you. That is your right. You want to make sure because there are, there are um, people out there who will pretend that they've been sold your debt and take your money. So oh, yeah. it's within oh, yeah. your right and you ought to say, hey, I want a verification letter. Just verify for me that you now owe this debt before proceeding forward. So that's nothing crazy about that. But no, just the fact that them selling it doesn't mean the contract is over. No, it means the contract has been transferred to somebody else. And we always give this warning too. Sometimes I think people think this doesn't mean like you're always going to owe that debt. The question mm-hmm. of whether or not the debt collections agency, whoever owns the debt, can sue you for that unpaid debt. Now, that is a question um, that sometimes can work in your favor if the debt has passed the statute of limitations in your state. And we said it a million times, but I'll say it again. So when you get that debt verification letter, it will it should have the age of the debt or when the debt yeah. was incurred. Um, and based on that, you can determine whether or not there's legal implication for you not continuing to pay that debt um, yeah. and make a decision um, and, and be weary of debt collections firms that try to get you to make even just a small payment or yep. $5, $10, 20 today and they'll get off your back because by doing that, if your debt has passed your state statute of limitations, um, you could be restarting the clock completely and giving yeah. them um, the all they need to take you to court and sue you. Um, yep. And garnish your wages. You know, some people can even snatch refund checks depending on who you owe. So oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Security up to us. I think 15% of social security can be garnished. Um, you don't want to mess around with debt collectors. Um, and so, you know what I might do for the Dreamcatcher group? Because that post has been like floating around for the last few days. I might have uh, one of my uh, credit expert friends, Nativa Hurd. She's a frugal credit nisa. So she was the education sponsor for the Live Richard Challenge Credit Edition. She made sure that because Nativa does credit all day, every day. She's like the, she's a credit, credit nisa, frugal credit nisa. But what I like about Nativa is that 
that she is how I approach helping um, women with basic financial education is how she approaches helping folks with basic credit education, meaning she approaches it with kindness. She approaches it with people over profit, like that kind of thing. So I might have her come and clear it up because she's a really good educator and teacher as well, because I don't want people thinking like, oh, my debt was so I don't owe. Because honestly, ask yourself this. If it was that easy, wouldn't we all be debt free? <laughs> like honestly, people, like, people are always looking for a loophole. People want to dispute. <laughs> they want to dispute positive inform or yes! true, true you negative information on their report. You did it. You, did it. you know <laughs> so you did I, it, and it's illegal to say you did didn't it. do it. Yeah. So I mean, and I'm not saying that because I mean I've seen people dispute true things. They falling off. Yeah, that can happen. But honestly, is that really how you how you want to live your life? You know, you I really do believe in karmic energy. So you know, you want to do right so you can get right. You know, pay who you owe and, 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 you know, do right by your money and it'll do right by you. But yeah, good question. Woo. I just checked our iTunes reviews. We have 50 new reviews in the last week. <laughs> Y'all is, is kind. Thank Y'all you is so much. <laughs> um, I would like more, please. <laughs> Mandy's greedy. She said, I want some more. Like Kirsten Dunst in an uh, interview with the vampire. <laughs> Yes, exactly that. I'm a child vampire. Please give me more Brad Pitt, Tom, Tom Cruise vampireness. Please leave us more reviews. Um, I'm gonna. I can't wait to check our our ratings. And you guys just help us so much to be sure that people can see the podcast um, and know that we're out there. Um, you help us not fall into the iTunes um, uh, black hole that iTunes can be and help people find us. So it's just super important that you leave reviews. And for those of you who have, thank you so much. For those of you who haven't. I don't, I, I, you know, I'm not going to come knocking on your door, but I will think bad thoughts about you until. <laughs> no, she won't. No, I won't. We're just asking that you leave us some great reviews because you guys have already done an amazing job. Just thank you so much, honestly. And share us. You know, there are not too many brown podcasters out there. Um, and it, it, that's not, it should not be so. You know, Mandy's self-taught. Like, I just come here and I'm like, hey, guys. But, you know, Mandy taught herself how to edit, how to, like, all of the nuances behind the scenes. And, you know, Mandy's smart, I guess, but not smarter than you. You could do it, too. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and if you want to know how to leave a review, just Google it. Google has all the answers. Yeah, it does. I it mean, can't I tell can me look- if I have bone cancer or not, but it probably can tell you how to leave a review. Yes, it can. <laughs> it's on there, I promise. Are we ready for some wins? Let's see. I would just say my win is just Atlanta. Thank you so much, Georgia, for looking after me and making sure that I was good and just, you know, for my team for stepping up and not just my team in Atlanta, but my team at home. Like I, while I was there doing that, they were taking handling business and 2016 taught me this major lesson that let, let people do what they're good at. Like I'm, I finally stopped trying to micromanage everything. And I just trust that my team is doing what they're good at, what I hired them for. And they are. So yeah, that's my win. Um, I want to get part of my win to Atlanta too, because the Falcons are in the bleep bleep Super Bowl. Yeah, this is amazing. Ten-year-old Mandy, who wore her Dirty Bird T-shirt to fifth-grade lunch every day and did the Dirty Bird with her friends, like all two of them, um, in the cafeteria, is so excited. And my baby brother just bought a ticket um, to go. He's going to the Super Bowl, and he and my dad were at the game. 
um, together. And that was just a phenomenal moment for them. So I'm excited for, I'm almost excited more for them than for like Atlanta or me, just because my brother and my dad love the Falcons so much. Um, The other part of my win, I just want to give a win to my, my, everyone, all of my friends, my family, my soon to be um, Dominican family, everyone who was an immigrant, has immigrant family, refugees came to America, made the most of it. Just, I want to make you guys my win and let you know that I won't stand um, for any of this nonsense. Um, And that, you know, the most we can do, I think, is just be nice to each other and to be welcome and to, to prove to the world that we aren't who our elected officials may think that we are. Um, so that's it. A win for inclusion. Uh, a win for inclusion. We love y'all. Hugs. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.